Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Broker, the podcast dedicated to insurance agency operational excellence through trying to engage employees, through using technology, through bringing operations teams together. Um, we really appreciate you being with us today, and we really appreciate Indio for supporting our message and in, in, uh, helping insurance agencies of today turn into insurance agencies of tomorrow. If you're listening to this, then you probably know Indio, and if you don't, you should, www.useindio.com. They are customer experience. They help you collect information and data and all kinds of stuff from your clients easily, simply, and make that process slick and smooth, and they really are a differentiator on the front end. Today, I'm by myself, and I'm jazzed up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about talking about our topic, which is about leadership and where leadership should be in an insurance agency. What does a leader need to provide to, to its operations team, and where do I see that leader needing to really stay to help create the best environment possible? You know, so often I think that the leaders of an organization forget how important they are to all the members of the organization. You know, sometimes they cater to one specific class or, you know, maybe, maybe in an insurance agencies, I see it a lot. Producers get a little more attention than service people. It's just the nature of the beast. Uh, producers are the ones who sell business. So they're the ones who, who get a little more face time. What I think that our leaders of today have to understand is that the future is going to be a much more hybrid model. There's going to be a lot there. Obviously there will be producers in the mix, but servicers, account managers, AEs, their importance continues to elevate. And those individuals need somebody to inspire them to, so they can charge after the flag in the sand, as I like to say, and there needs to be clarity of vision. So the first thing a leader needs to do is to really help define what the vision is of the organization. And that's, that's a little harder than just coming up with a mission statement. The challenge is if you come up with a mission statement that does not actually reflect what your organization is, your employees kind of look at you as a hypocrite and you lose engagement. I mean, ultimately, the leader is the one that's going to drive engagement. I've, I've known great leaders. I've known leaders that are learning, leaders that struggle. And the ones that I find that have the most impact are the ones that are not afraid to, to take five minutes, 10 minutes, sit down with an account manager, talk to them, uh, you know, sit down with an AE, sit down with your IT person. You know, you're walking by the office. A CEO that was back in the day, that I, one of the first guys I ever worked with, and he was a great leader. Um, and every morning at eight o'clock, he would walk around the office. And every day at 4.30 or 5 o'clock, he would walk around the office. And everybody would know he would walk around the office. And he would have little small chat. You know, just, uh, he would give the employees an opportunity to voice their opinions. And obviously, as an organization grows, a leader can't do all that all the time. But they have to be present. They have to be engaged. It's one of the first things that I look for as I work with firms. What does the, the, the I, I hate to say lowest, but what does the most populous, I would say, 
type of employee feel about their leader? Do they have an understanding of who that is? What drives that person? Do they feel like that leader has their best interests at heart through the mechanisms of the company? Or do they believe that that leader is out for greed and personal gain? Because those are two very different things. So I think as you think through your leadership style, what do you present? What do you put out there? Is it about the you and the few or is it about the we and the many? And I, and I think that that's such a critical component. A leader that is engaged, that, that stops by desks, even if it's once a week, twice a week, is, is somebody that people are a lot more likely to fight for, stay a little longer for, have more respect for, have an understanding of. And I think that that's a critical component. You know, when we talk about operational excellence, really, in, in my head, what we're talking about is employee engagement. The more engaged an employee is, the better that employee works for us, the more, the, the more effective they are at solving problems. And if the leader can be aligned and, and, and be a shining light on the hill, then those employees will be inspired by that. If they see the leader working their butt off and, and trying hard and struggling, the employees are more likely to do that. If the leader's off in the Learjet doing this, that, and the other, and all this other stuff, it's a, it's a much harder thing to do. Recently, I was at an insurance agency, and uh, we, we brought in a, a company that has a bunch of APIs and a bunch of tools for agencies, and I sat through this whole day meeting. And I was sitting on the right left-hand side of a gentleman. And I knew the guy was, I, I knew that he was very, um, high up in the company. I figured he was like the COO or something like that. Um, he was quiet, but when he spoke, he spoke with gravity and people listened to him. And, and he really set the mood of the room. He'd make small jokes to, to get people uh, happy. And, and he would ask pointed questions. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, this is a large thousand, you know, 800,000 person organization. And I'm in a room with 12 or 13 uh, business managers and, and managers from different units around that are listening to this vendor talk about problems and how to solve them. And at the end of the day, uh, the IT director said, hey, have you met our CEO? And he introduced me to the guy sitting on my right. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's really cool. This guy is in the weeds. And that's not a place where leaders like to be. But I think it's a place that leaders need to be seen. They have to be seen to be able to come down to every level. That's how you build respect. That's how you get people to charge after you. You know, when you think about the army or the military or battles, it's, it's the leader that, that charges forward that inspires the troops behind him to charge or her to charge with them. If they're working for you, it's much different than they're working with you. And so I think first thing of a leader it doesn't matter almost anything else that you do. If you're not engaged in your organization, if you don't have, if you don't spend the same amount of time with Bob, the hundred million dollar sales guy that you do with Sally, the account manager, then you're, you're going to create a class of people in your organization. And that is going to reduce the effectiveness. So, Think about your own engagement. How much time? When's the last time you sat down with an account manager for five minutes and talked about their life? I guarantee you that will spark them. That will inspire them. They will work harder for you. So that's the first core component, in my opinion, of a leader, to set a, a realistic vision and to kind of live that vision so it's not hypocrisy, to get to understand their employees and to, to show their employees that they're approachable and that they appreciate the work that their employees have done. 
I mean, it takes time and effort and energy. And, and a lot of times that's something that the leaders don't want to do. They, they delegate that off to managers, but having a manager sit down with an employee and having a leader sit down with the employee is a very different thing. And I think it's, an, it's a critically important one. Where do you spend your time? Who do you want to, 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 to charge with you? And it, if you want to have an operationally excellent organization, building employee engagement is the thing to do. And so I just, if you're a leader in an organization, especially in, in the, these mid-sized, smaller agencies, I believe you have the time and capacity to drive those changes, to, to, to be with those employees, to articulate your vision and to live that vision. Um, and then if the vision is not, I, it's much better to be honest about where you are today and what the vision is today and then change that over time than it is to come up with a vision statement that's not aligned with your, the reality. Hypocrisy in an, in an organization will destroy culture so quickly. So just be cautious of that. If, if you talk about work-life balance and how you're looking out for your employees, but your managers are judging people by seat time, there, there, there's something going on there. So just make sure that your actions and your behaviors align with your vision statement and, and what that looks like and how you choose to lead and what your leadership style is. I think another huge component is the leader's ability to help each operational executive understand what their lane is. How do they stay in their lane? How do they drive? Where do they need to be to drive that change home, to drive their, their area to hit corporate goals the most effectively? And that's something that I think is, is challenging for, for many leaders uh, because oftentimes the operations team doesn't even understand that they have friction. They don't understand that they're sideways. They, everybody's trying to do the best job that they can. Intent to be, make the company better is there, but sometimes execution of intent gets screwed up. And if somebody is sideways with somebody else, it looks like stepping on toes and you create this operational friction, these points of, of uh, lack of communication where I don't trust that person. This person doesn't trust me or I have a feeling of that. And in my opinion, that's something that really only a leader can help fix. You know, if they draw tight lanes and they say, hey, this is the direction that you need. This is where you need to be. This is what you need to be doing. These are the activities that I expect to drive these results. And these are the results that you're responsible for. And they keep banging that drum. To me, that's a big deal. I've seen a lot of time loss in operational teams where everybody's trying to do the right thing uh, from their own opinion. They just are unclear of what the right thing is in the capacity of the job that they have. And so I think annually, biannually, quarterly, as much as possible, having meetings with your senior ops folks to be able to say, what do you feel? How are you going? How are things going? Do you have any problems with anybody? It gives them the ability to kind of put that out there and see if, uh, at least it removes the excuse of not being able to have that conversation. You know, so many times, um, even myself, I mean, I've gotten conflicts with managers because I felt like 
they were overstepping their bounds maybe, or they didn't have faith in my ability to deliver um, what, what we had discussed. And so in that case, then I got hurt maybe, or um, defensive about where they thought I should be. But it was because of a, maybe I hadn't talked to the leader in three months and maybe we hadn't, maybe that other manager hadn't either. And we're both going at it as hard as we can. And we just run into each other. And at that point, you know, the leader needs to be able to bring those folks together to create a, what we used to call a clearing moment, you know, create some healing and look at the intent of it. You know, both of those managers are trying to do the right thing. They were both trying to drive the company forward. They were trying to, to do the best they could, but the execution got messed up. And I think that that kind of philosophy, that kind of ability to look um, at execution versus intent comes from leadership philosophy. You know, if the leader can can step back and look at the execution and say, yeah, execution was flawed, but the intent was good, how do we shift that? Obviously, if the intent uh, was not great, uh, maybe that's not the right fit of a person, and maybe that they need to be changed out, which is really one of the next things. So what we've talked about so far is set a realistic and honest vision be engaged, be visible. You got to be out there. Be clear about the goals of your operational executives. You know, make them have clarity. Remove the excuses from them to not do their best job driving home their respective areas. It will make a huge difference. And then I think leaders need to be able to help their managers get rid of staff that is holding back culture. And if not get rid of, give the opportunity for that staff member to make adjustments so they can do a better job and stop reducing that. I, one of the things that I've seen in uh, every agency that's listening to this has seen this. We hold on to a producer for too long because of some reason. We hold on to an account manager for too long or an AE for too long. I've actually seen it happen in the production ranks more than um, anything else because leaders are often aligned at the production ranks. They're, they're, they're not nearly as tied to the service ranks. That's, that's other people's jobs is, is kind of how I feel about like what leaders think about that in insurance agencies. But if you hold on to a producer that treats people poorly, or doesn't have results, you are telling your staff again that, the, and especially if you get rid of a servicer uh, that is that makes three mistakes and you're like, you're out of here, but producer who hasn't hit goal in four years, but one day will, I know he will, I know he will, or she will. It creates a class system in your organization. And a class system in your organization, which I think most of us actually have in the agency space, destroys so much of your ability to have a culture of employee engagement. If Bob, the account manager, works as hard as uh, Jessica, the producer, but Jessica, the producer, constantly treats people poorly 
and maybe doesn't hit goal regularly. Every one of the staff members talks about that. All of them talk about the favoritism that is shown. They, they band together against initiatives that are sent down by management at that point. And you have an adversarial culture. And the last thing that <laughs> there's nothing more detrimental to operational excellence than an adversarial culture. Uh, try you know that's when change resistance uh, becomes change adversity right where you bring in product and they're like screw this we don't want to use it you know we don't trust anything these guys do because you erode the ability to for trust i think a, a leader a leader's number one core quality from a downward facing perspective when the employees look at them is fairness if i believe my leader is fair and that i can be promoted or celebrated for the successes that I've had. And I have just as much of a chance of having that celebration or that success as I do, as Jessica does the producer and I'm an account manager, I will work as hard. But if I don't, if I feel like, damn, I'm walking on eggshells all the time, but Jessica's over there, you know, just a bull in a China shop and there's no ramifications. That's where you really have employees reticent to try to do anything new. And that's exactly what you don't want. I mean, you want to celebrate new ideas. You want to promote new ideas. That's, you know, as we drive towards operational excellence, again, I mean, it's, 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 it's a word that to me, you cannot have that without having culture and employee engagement. And that comes from sincerity and walking the walk. You know, I've been in agencies where they've put producers in cubicles when they didn't hit goal. Best thing I've ever seen. Because what it showed, it showed the account managers that the leaders were not afraid to penalize producers. And that makes the account managers fight harder, try harder, do more. I mean, they will go to war for you. And you have to be able to allow them to do that. You know, I think that when you look at that fairness quality, the employees are looking for a fair shake. You know, they just want to be celebrated and, and they want to be able to say, Hey, if I work really hard, I'm going to get this. And you're going to protect me if somebody doesn't do the right thing. And we have the, a consistent metric or consistent uh, scheme of ramifications based on our non-compliance or compliance behaviors. You've got to constantly work at getting rid of the class system in the insurance agency space. Today, producers are king and queens, but as we progress down the path, your account managers become more and more important. You know, if you're solely focused on new business, then um, that's a challenge because retention is way cheaper than new business. And the folks that typically retain the accounts are going to be the service staff who are doing a lot of the work and you have cross sell opportunities left and right. But if you've de-incentivized, if you, if you've uh, disenfranchised, if you've uh, unengaged your employees because you haven't been the leader that they need, they're not going to do any of that stuff. They're going to come in, they're going to punch the clock. They're going to do what they need to do and they're going to leave. And, and is that on them or is that on you? as the leader of that organization. And so if 
if you're if you're getting frustrated with your staff, if you don't think you're making headway as an organization, if you don't think that you have alignment and your and folks aren't leveraging everything that you've given to them, maybe take a look in the mirror. Maybe ask yourself, what is your style of leadership? How do you inspire them to to do better, to to embrace more? Is it a fair culture or is it a class system culture? And I would and, and any listeners here, I would love to to get your feedback because if you're an account manager, I almost promise you that a large percentage of account managers feel like there is a class system within insurance agency that's perpetuated by the leader because so often the leader comes from production ranks. So they side, they, they understand production pain better than they understand service or pain. But you gotta, you, you gotta work on getting rid of that. That's how you get to a place uh, of max profitability, max employee engagement, employee retention. You know, that's how, how a leader will do that in an insurance agency. The one of, you know, I, I go back to fairness all the time. I, I've, seen, I've seen favoritism destroy the ability to move an organization forward because it creates so much operational and internal drama. You know, as a leader, do you have a favorite? Do you have favorite, you know, people, groups in your organization? A manager should. A manager's favorite is going to be the team that they manage. You know, they're going to try to protect them the best they can. And that team needs to feel protected by the manager. But for the, for the overall leader, you know, try to spend time in all the different areas. Try to understand all the different pain. You don't have to understand it deeply, but show up, be engaged, walk around, talk to people. You'll be surprised after you do that for a couple of weeks, how those folks will rally towards you, how initiatives of yours get faster, how technology gets leveraged better. Because people want to fight for something. And if you're the leader in that organization, that's who they're fighting for. And if they're not fighting for that, what are they fighting for? If they don't believe in you, what, what do they believe in? So my challenge to the leaders out there is make your employees believe in you be engaged, have a, a true vision statement that, that aligns with where you currently are. And if you want to change that, you can do that over time. Avoid hypocrisy. You know, talk to your staff. Don't have class systems inside the organization. And if you do today, what's the strategy to reduce that over time? Are the penalties for non-compliance to behaviors for producers the same as it is for an account manager? And I know the argument. The argument is, well, producer doesn't get paid. It doesn't matter. If you keep a producer on staff that treats people like crap and doesn't hit goals, you, distance, you, you, you remove employee engagement from the rest because you're not looked at as fair. And that's something that you have to really, really understand. So that's my rant today. I was all about it. I really feel like, you know, we have some really great leaders in the agency space, but I see oftentimes that they side with one group or the other. And I think we can bridge that gap. So once again, you know, 
have some kind of vision statement that's aligned with where you are, where you're headed. Don't be hypocritical about that. Draw good lines for your operations teams and, and help reduce friction. However you do that, you may not be aware of friction, but how do you get engaged? How, you know, ask them what's going on. How do we, how do we solve this? Be fair, remove class systems, talk to people, be the inspiration and set the tone for, for enabling innovation and new thought and failure. You know, if you don't do that, you're going to be going the other way and you're going to be getting away from operational excellence. So that's my deal today. I appreciate you guys being with me and listening. I hope it was awesome. I hope you have a great day today. Thanks again to India. If you don't know them, you should. They will help your agency. They will move you forward. They will get you rocking and rolling and impress your clients www.useindio.com. I'm Ryan. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and ENO free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast.